Yo, 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 welcome back everyone to the Anything and Everything podcast where today we are talking Mandalorian Season 3 and maybe some more, but we'll get to that. I'm sitting across again from the man, the dinosaur man, Big Tim. Say what's up, my brother. Jay, always good to shoot an episode of this with you. And our topics, they, they definitely keep me coming back, I'll tell you that much. Dude. We get to discuss today The Mandalorian, which usually premiered November 12th, 2019. You mm. believe that? Incredible. Years ago. It, seriously. Three it, years. It, it, it doesn't coming feel up that three long. years. It does not feel that long. I feel like I've just tuned into The Mandalorian. You know, when it took, where Grogu and, you know, Mando took the world by storm and they really did. Like, like that was. I haven't seen a TV show do that in forever. You know, and it really launched the success of Disney Plus. Drove their sales. It pushed them to the moon. Allowed them to create, you know, She Hulk and Hawkeye and all these new shows that we have coming out on Disney Plus, and obviously getting to expand the Star Wars universe, paving the way for Kenobi and um, just I mean, a lot of a lot of different Star Wars things. visions and yeah, yeah, yeah. All these ambitious projects that we've had since. And it opened it up to one of my favorite characters. We get the Ahsoka show also coming in 2023. Probably going to end up being uh, like either the summer premiere show or it might get pushed back to the fall depending on how production schedules go over at Disney. But oh man, oh man, Mandalorian season three. So much, so you, much. Wait, you mean you mean season four? <laughs> Pretty much since... Um, Dude, season two ended off so incredibly. We had Luke Skywalker, spoilers, coming in on his X-Wing alone, tearing up the Dark Troopers. Yeah, that was that was honestly pretty crazy. And honestly, I think my favorite part about that, other than seeing Luke just go beast mode, was seeing R2 roll up right next to him and Grogu kind of peeking his head out like, yo... Who this dude? I know him because he probably did see him back in the Jedi Temple when he was a baby, baby, baby. Well, let's, to be honest, though, we don't know much about Grogu from episode three. We don't. Until now. We because don't. the what we saw a little bit in Book of Boba Fett was Grogu's perspective of the or- execution of Order 66. Yeah, part of it. So, at this point, what? The the time frame between that and when Luke rescues him and the, the rest of the, the Mandalorians is what? 30 years? At least? Because yeah. this, no, happened no, after, not, yeah, not, this happened after the fall of the Empire. 40, 40, he's 50 years old. He's as old as... He is the same age as Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty nuts actually. So, he was twenty when Order sixty six happened. Huh? Crazy, right? Like twenty one? Wait, no. Yeah, about twenty one, twenty two. I don't know. The time frame, the time frames are all kind of scuffed. Kind of wild. I mean, he, but he, yeah, I think he is a baby Yoda. He does have a nine hundred year lifespan, if not more. Uh, up to I think like three thousand years old. 
a depending for, on like for him a force guided how, yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, depending on how strong he is in the force. I think that species. Well, we've never seen a non-force using Yoda species, whatever it is. This is true. So we've had Yaddle, Yoda, and Grogu, and then in I don't know if it's considered extended or just old Republic content. We've seen other of that species. I don't know their names specifically, but we have seen some older ones, but they're old. Like they live to be old as shit. And maybe it's because their species is able to tap into the force in a way that no other species can and allows them to live to be 900, a thousand, 2000 years old. So what's your, um, what's your wish list for Mando season four? I mean, three, um, so, I don't, dude, it's so difficult to, like, look at it and be like, oh, like, this is what I want to see. But I think, depending on, see, they kind of have to go, they can't put anything that's, like, post-Ahsoka show, right? Because Ahsoka won't have had come out yet. So, they need to put something that's before Ahsoka, and... Which means you can't really feature Ahsoka very much. Even though I want to see her, I don't think we're going to see a lot of her. I think we're going to see more of Luke. Somehow. I don't know how, but somehow. Um, I think maybe Luke is going to train Din how to use the Darksaber. Since he it is a lightsaber, he does need to... He is the carrier of the saber. He's the rightful owner of it, and... He's going to need to know how to use the damn thing. Because in Book of Boba Fett, it was raw. It didn't look very good. It looked like some sequel fighting, honestly. Well, he was inexperienced with the saber. Yeah, and it's a know. very heavy saber. It, he, he was not fully... The rules of the Darksaber say that if you're not fully invested into wanting to be the holder of it, it gets heavier and harder to use. So, he was struggling to hold that soul bitch up. Yeah, well, he got his ass whooped. Hand, honestly, handed to him. Yeah, a couple times using that saber. He did, and the thing is, is that we've seen this in Rebels. Sabine, she who was also probably, or I think, is confirmed to be in the Ahsoka show by this point. Uh, she was kind of neglecting the dark saber, saying, "I don't want it. I don't want it. No, no, no." And then you saw her struggling to fight with it, and then eventually she kind of let herself open up to it. Let her emotions say yes, and she became a badass with that thing. And so, I don't know. We've seen some some really good Darksaber users. I think Din, especially with the armor, dude, he's going to be lethal with that thing. Well, you have a Mandalorian who's trained just about every form of combat with a Darksaber wearing Beskar. Full Beskar. Not just Beskar. Full Beskar. Full Beskar. Like, so, the only place you can really kill him is his neck. And we saw that with Django Fett. Rest in peace, Django. <laughs> Justice <But> for Django. <laughs> you have, um, I mean, there's just like so many different ways and pathways you can go with this. I mean, I wouldn't even be opposed to a time jump. To when, though? You know? Maybe the Maybe start- not for season three, but I think season four will. Maybe the start of the First Order? That's not going to happen. I don't think we see that. Maybe by the end of season four, I think we see that. Because season three and four are going to be back-to-back seasons. So they shot them back-to-back. They're also going to be, like, timeline chronologically, back-to-back. So we're not going to have a time jump unless it's, like, middle of the season. 
but you know, at the same time as like I've said in this in this in the past, the the, bat, the battles between the Empire and the Rebellion and the First Order and the Galactic Alliance were f- spread out through the entire universe. Yeah. So we could see Din being involved with the Galactic Alliance against the First Order in some way, shape, or form. I think that would be awesome. He doesn't have it. We don't have a confirmed death date for him. So You're right. He is one of the few characters who doesn't who isn't living basically on a death sentence. We know Luke dies. We know Leia dies. We know Ben Solo dies. We, we know that all these characters at some point are going to die, right? All these Empire fools are going to die. Yeah, we have, we have no cap on Rey, and we have no cap on Din, at least in terms of major characters. Uh, Ahsoka, I don't think we technically have, but she has to die at some point before the sequels, or else it's, why wasn't she in the sequels, you know? You can't do the same time jump thing you did with the originals, where I wasn't. Well, she wasn't in the originals because she wasn't in the original trilogy because she was. I mean, technically she was, she was dead. There's, there's that, and I don't know. It, it's very difficult to say. You know. Oh well, because of this. Um. I don't know. It's just. It's very hard. I don't know. There's very few characters who have no limits like that. Like, what do you do with a character that can do anything in a universe where? Almost anything can happen. <laughs> it's like very, very difficult to find something to do with that character. But my wish list, honestly, just give me original, f- original stories, like how season one delivered. Season one took over the world because it wasn't about the Force. It wasn't about the c- traditional Star Wars space opera. It was a space western. It wasn't. It wasn't scripted. It didn't feel scripted. It didn't feel scripted. That's what I'm saying. It's, it wasn't scripted. Like we didn't know. We didn't know the end game. We didn't know uh-huh. that the empire lost, and we didn't know that the um, first order was defeated. Uh huh. We didn't know his enemy. We didn't know their end game. And it made it more exhilarating. Even the slow episodes felt exhilarating because there was something magical about that first season. Even with Book of Boba Fett, you were locked in. Because you wanted to know, because as far as we knew, Boba Fett was dead. Yeah, we're, we were, so. you're, and that's a character who dies, you think for, he's dead, he's dead, and then he just gets his own show, and you're like, holy shit, you know, so when you see him in episode, I don't know, four or of whatever, I think it was episode, like, no, it had to be earlier than that, in season two of Mando, you see Boba show up, and you're just like, yeah, because he's just kicking ass with a gaffy stick, smashing stormtroopers' faces in. And, like, like that was great to see. And it, I don't know. I need to see that within. I need to see this guy go absolutely badass like he did in the first season. And I think you will because, at the same time, you have to remember, there's still no timeline for these guys. Yeah. You know? They, they just re- essentially opened the book to Ahsoka. They opened the book to Din. They opened the book to Boba, uh, to Boba Fett. Yep. They can do whatever they want with these characters because – they're not hard stuck with with the film said. Like, sure, you think that, you know, you would be one of Obi-Wan season two, but you have to keep true to the words that they said in episode four. The last time I saw yep. you, you know what I mean? I, I don't even have to say it at this point, but. Yeah, you have to, you have to stick to those, to that quote. And it's difficult to follow that when you're, 
when you're stuck saying this person dies on on this point in the timeline, and we only and he, he was alive at this point, now you got to fill in that gap. Sometimes when when we don't know what they were doing, it's exhilarating. But we know what Obi Wan was doing. We know he was on Tatooine watching Luke. He did. He spent his life his life's goal after he lost Anakin to the dark side was to make sure that his son was trained as a Jedi to defeat him. That was his sole goal in life. And so you only can only do so much with a character like that. You have a character like Din where you can go in any direction you want. You don't have to make him a good character or a bad character or even a morally great character. You can do whatever the hell you want with him. So you got to take advantage of the flexibility that you've been offered and really drive it. Drive the story with that flexibility. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree there. It's just, uh, it's nice to have a blank slate. A, yeah, that's essentially what they have. They have a blank, they have a blank check, a blank slate. They can do whatever the hell they want. And that's how the sequels should have felt. Like the sequels should have felt like a blank slate, where you could have done literally anything with any set of characters you want. You could have created new ones. You could have used old ones. You could reference our past podcast for future discussion on that. And, and you just and you. You shit on it, but I'm not. We're not. This isn't a sequel. Every episode we do turns into a sequel episode. It's like <laughs> it's because they're just so bad. We're just haters. I love it, but um. So what's your what are you what are you dying to see in season three Mandalorian? Somewhere between season three and season five, I want to see a time jump to uh the first order, the era of the first order. I mean, we we can be honest. Din's not going to make it past the first order. Um, um, unless you know he somehow, I mean, because he's he's fairly old already. I just had a brain blast. Go I on. think they, I think I know how they can tie in Din to the sequels, right? In a way that doesn't f- that adds more meaning to what seemed to be a meaningless sequel scene or set of scenes. Do you remember Poe's girlfriend? Yes. You know who I'm talking about? The one with yes. the mask. Yeah, the one at the very end she was, in episode nine. She was like a bounty hunter type person. If you want, you could tie Din into that organization somehow. And boom, you've got it. You've got it right there. There's your tie to the sequels. But like you said, Din's old. By that time, he's going to be like 60. Like He was rescued when he was a young boy, probably nine, from the Separatists. So... He was alive during that time, so he probably born during the Phantom Menace. Probably just as old as Anakin is, maybe a couple years younger. But that still puts him at like forty right now. And then sixty or seventy at the first. Yeah, he's he like sixty order. years old. You're telling me a sixty year old Mandalorian's out there kicking ass? I don't know about that. I mean, there's there's part of me that believes he could he could low key be Captain Phasma. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he he's he's Dooku style at sixty going out there and beating up Jedi. You know, I just don't. I don't see it, but could be Cat, could be Captain Phasma. Never saw her face. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> they might try that though, knowing Disney. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, is that you also have really good characters on the side to work with, right? Returning to this to this season, you have Moff Gideon, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, I believe the name is. Mm-hmm. He's returning. Confirmed. You have Grief Karga returning, who is uh, Carl Weathers. Um, you have 
Bo-Katan returning as well. And I just saw, and I love this, I just saw this, and this is what I was waiting to, t to tell you. Christopher Lloyd, Doc from Back to the Future, will be joining the cast of Mandalorian Season 3. That's going to be pretty crazy. I'm not in an lie. unknown role. So, just seeing him in Star Wars is going to make me so damn happy because I really do love the Back to the Future trilogy. And now that we get him, who's a great actor, in Star Wars, I'm going to be so hyped for. So hyped. Now, are we going to... Um, do you think we're going to... Any, any confirmation on Cara Dune? Um, or um, the armor? She... Cara Dune will not be in the show. She will not be in season three. Uh, as much as I think she should be, regardless of her actions outside of the job, I still believe she should be in the show. Um, but that's a... That's a Disney decision. Yeah, that, that's, that's on them. I mean, whatever. It's, it's their decision, and they can make it. I just think that you have a character who was vital to the story, who you're now deciding to part ways with. I don't agree with it, but again, I'm not casting at Disney. It is what it is. Um, Fair she has been confirmed to not be in the show, yes. Because then we also have, obviously, you know, do we know if Boba Fett's coming back for season three? Do we know if uh, Fennec Shen's going to come back for season three? Do we know if um, Cobb Vanth, the sheriff's going to come back for season three? You know, there's a lot of characters that I, I really I enjoyed the first couple seasons I would like to see, you know, going forward. So I think we're going to see maybe a little bit of Cobb Vanth. Maybe one episode spot, something like that. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Boba. As great as Tamora is, I don't think they're going to oversaturate Boba. Because if you... The thing is, it's hard with Boba, right? Because, like you said, we don't know if this is taking place right after uh, Book of Boba Fett. Or if there'll be like a couple years where maybe, you know, he's been taking Grogu back and forth to lessons with Luke. It, it's really hard, like you said, with the timeline to, to get a good idea of when. But I think you might be better off not putting Boba in and letting Boba kind of have his own spotlight in his own show. But I do think we see Fennec Shand. I think we see somehow, maybe, maybe instead of having Tamora on the show, you know, he'll contact Boba. Boba will say no, but he'll send Fennec kind of as his replacement to say she's as capable as I am. Honestly, in his old age, maybe more capable. I mean, she's old as well, so. She is, she is quite old. She is um, actually older than Boba Fett, I believe. I'll say, considering the actress, the, the actress for, uh, for, for Phoenix Jen is 58 years old. Yeah. Uh, you know. Great actress, though. Great actress. Great, yeah. She, she doesn't look 58. She does not look 58. I'll, I'll tell you what. She, I could have swore she was in her 30s. Tamora probably looks about his age. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> but. Um, he looks about as young as a Tuscan Raider. Yeah. Yeah. He looks about as old as a guy who spent a lot of his life on Tatooine. In a starlight pit. Unfortunate. <laughs> in an acidy starlight pit that can kill you. Uh, but first, we're going to be taking a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in a minute. All right, so coming back from our commercial break, we're going to be talking the end of Season 2, Mandalorian, and the end of Book of Boba Fett Season 1, with obviously at the end of Season, or somewhere in Season 2, 
uh, Mando loses his ship to, I guess, the Remnant Empire, and then he gets a new one built in Book of Boba Fett. In Book of Boba Fett, we get the Naboo Starfighter that's modified. The OG Dude, Naboo Starfighter. Dude, so sick. I love it. It's so very beautiful. Clean. I like this. I like this very, it's very, uh, it's able to, has a, as for a Starfighter, for a regular fighter, can go into uh, hyperspace. hyperspace. It it's has a little pocket. Uh, where they used to put R2 is the little space for, for Grogu. For Grogu, and it's awesome. And we have a new, uh, obviously a new updated weapon system. Uh, yeah. New engine. And giant engines. Yeah, things things. Dude, the cracked. thing is awesome. Let me pull up the picture. Because I got to see it now. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, that thing is, is sick. And I mean, how many, can they give us better, more surprises uh, in in season three that are just as good? Maybe. We'll find out. But as we, I mean, like I said, we at, in Book of Boba Fett, we see Grogu training with Luke, and we see them, Luke really making the same bad decision with the dogmatic point of view of saying, choose this way or that way. And we know that Grogu chose this way. Yes, he chose the, this is the little <sighs> little armor little armor plate made out of Beskar. And he came running back to Big Daddy Din. Dude, and after seeing some really good scenes of him training and getting some mobility into his into his little tiny legs. But are we gonna see him kind of grow up in these next two seasons of confirmed two seasons of Mando? Maybe hit us with a daddy. Daddy Din. Daddy Den, I can speak. I just want to know if he talks like Yoda or if because he's been around people who talk normal, he doesn't talk crazy. <laughs> like, I want to know. This is, this is the shit we need to answer, Disney. Stop teasing us. Because those first words, you know they're going to be meaningful. You know it. Like, it's going to be meaningful. Yeah, and, and we know he's intelligent because he, he speaks through the Force. Literally. Yeah. Does, like, saves people's lives. On multiple occasions. Well, he, I mean, he communicates telepathically with he, Ahsoka. He, Ahsoka, Luke. So, he, And he knows his name because he told Ahsoka his name. Yeah. So he can, he can, it's not now just a matter of if he does, if he can speak physically and if he wants to speak. I, we just don't know if he was too young for his species to speak when he was in the Jedi Temple or if maybe his spot, they, they don't begin to, that species doesn't begin to speak till 100 years old. We don't know that yet. Hopefully it's not that long because then Din will be dead and we won't be able to see it. But I would love to see him talk. And Luke says that he kind of goes into his mind. He kind of doesn't, Grogu doesn't as much speak to Luke as Luke pulls the information out of his head. Now for Ahsoka, she says that he told her his name. Was Grogu so kind of a different situation there, but would love to see him speak and give us some very memorable lines, and and, and just hopefully hold some good conversation in these next two seasons. Maybe provide us some insight for, in Order sixty six. Provide us some insight about where he's been from end episode three to end episode you know six or where we're at now yeah, in the it, timeline. It, I think those would be pretty interesting to uh, to really kind of hear his perspective. And, and speaking of Order 66, are we going to see 
more into the past of Grogu and, and his Order 66 escape and maybe even the person who took him from the Jedi Temple to wherever the hell he was uh, when Mando found him. Are we going to see who took him from the Temple? I want to know. It's got to be Mace. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's got to be a high, I mean, you, you got to powerful think, character. It, it's got to be. Well, so Order 66 happened, obviously, right after, right after Mace was killed, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So Mace could have recovered by then and gotten to the Jedi Temple to get him, get him out. Yeah. Because we don't see who rescues Grogu in the flashback. You know, yeah. we just see people defending him and getting cut down or shot as, you know, as we, we go through that. And, I mean, it's, I don't know, there's a lot of different ways you can go with that story. I mean, it, we have a lot of questions about his past. We have a lot of questions about his future. You know, where is he during Luke's training with Ben Solo? Where is Luke's, where is Grogu? Obviously, Grogu's going to outlive everybody that we know. Where is he when So, where when is he ben, during the First Order? Yeah. When, where is he when Ben destroys Luke's Jedi Temple? Is he with Luke? Is he, is he with, with Mando? Din? Yeah, is he with Din? Is he with Boba? Where is he at? You know, he's got to be. He has to be somewhere in the universe. He, you know, is he watching over Rey somehow in a world between worlds? Who knows? That would be interesting. <laughs> it's but just there's a there's yeah. a lot you can you can go here, and there's a lot of things we need answered still that just have these open-ended questions. These questions that I feel like are just being left open, kind of on purpose, to make us keep coming back. And you know, I'm hooked. I don't care. I'm gonna keep coming back. You're damn right I am. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, man, dude, it's just it's it's so hard to speculate because Disney and and Lucasfilm, they're just their lips are so damn tight, man. You can't get anything out of them. It's it's hard to speculate on something where you've never seen a trailer. You have never seen anything. We, we kind of have an idea of where the story is going, but we don't know for sure. We don't know where these characters kind of all ended up after Book of Boba Fett ended. They, they, they end up, they fight the, the beast or whatever, they, then they don't fight the beast, and then they fight the bad guys, and then it ends. And it's just like, okay. It's like, well, now where do they go? Like, they blast off into hyperspace, and, and that's it. That's the, that's the last we get of them. And... I think going back to your point earlier, are we going to see the armor? I think so. I think she has been confirmed to return. And I don't know what kind of role she's going to play, though, because she, she, she's a really weird character because in the beginning you really love her. But then in Book of Boba Fett, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah, well, she kicks Din out because kicks he Din took out. his helmet off. Yeah. Somebody saw his face. And so... Oh, you know what? I actually did just read. My bad. I, we do have a... I read a description of the trailer that was shown at one of these conventions. Uh, it was a privately shown trailer for... I think it, was, it had to be like Comic-Con or something weird. Like one of the, Something that wasn't... It's like not normally played at. Um, and we saw... Or they saw. I didn't see shit. But they saw um, Din talking to the armorer. And he kind of says, like, I'm sorry, whatever. But he goes to Mandalore to kind of repay... His respects, I suppose. And, and kind of like get the respect from the Mandalorians back that he must have lost during that time. So, Well, Mandalore was destroyed, so who's there? Well, it wasn't destroyed. It was just like wiped out. 
but like they've they've exactly. gone back to like live in the ruins. I think is kind of how it goes. Imagine how bittersweet that is. Like, you wake up in the morning, you're like, "Damn, my ancestors are killed here." Like you wake up and like you see a, a corpse to your right, and then you look over and you see like an Ashfield to your left. You're just like, "Damn, this sucks." Like, but I mean, a- the best things do grow from ashes. Like the best stuff does actually. A phoenix. The best life comes from ashes. So maybe you, maybe not right now, but maybe in you know a couple hundred years, Grogu will go be the the overlord of a planet. <laughs> Uh, Mandalore. Well, you know, Grogu has been indoctrinated into this Mandalorian culture. You he have has. To, you, have to, you, have to, you forget that. And also the Jedi. So are we going to get the full circle Darksaber story of kind of the Mandalorian Jedi, right? Which there's only been one in the history. And when he died, when he forged the Darksaber. So, I mean, it's only, we know kind of where the story is going. It's going to be Baby Yoda somehow wins the Darksaber in combat and gets the Saber and becomes the next, the second last Mandalorian Jedi we ever see, which would be sick. But like... Yeah, because the, the way the Mandalore is practically dead, the yeah. way the Jedi is definitely dead at the end of Episode Nine. Oh, Yeah. I mean, you know, sure. At the end of episode eight, they tease four sensitive children, but you know how how far can that you know take you? you right, know, there's like nobody it. to train them. Ray's not going to do it. Yeah, Ray left them. Or not even Ray. Poe, not Poe. Finn and and Rose. Yeah, <laughs> they left them on the planet. Yeah, you know? the, the the awkward love interest. Yeah, that that yeah. didn't that didn't work. Um, um, but yeah, so you have <laughs> there's just a, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's uh. There's, you're right though. Like, what, like, what is Grogu gonna do? Like, like once Luke, we know Luke dies, episode nine, right? We know that the rest of his order is dead because of Ben, or become Knights of Ren, who all die at the hand of Ben. Ironically, twenty years later, um, but we know Luke dies. Like, the only surviving Jedi at the end of episode nine that we know for a fact is alive is Ray. The question marks are Ahsoka, Ezra. And possibly Kanan's son with Hera. Could be Force-sensitive, we don't know. Likely will be. But, I mean, like, they're the only ones that we know for a fact are alive, or could be alive, other than Grogu. And is he going to, like, learn from all of them? And then, like, just, like, take all this knowledge he's acquired from all these different generations of Jedi and, like, apply it to his life, like, he's going to outlive every character we know right now. Every single one. I mean, there's there's talks of a, another sequel trilogy. Ryan Johnson's. Of, kind of in place. Maybe <clears throat> Mando and Book of Boba Fett sets up Grogu to be the main character of that trilogy. The Mandalorian Jedi. Who, Which would be awesome. It would be awesome. It's just like, who's... like My, my big thing with Star Wars, and the, and the thing I always find myself... The problem is that my problem usually isn't with the heroes. It's with the villains. You, you don't have great villains in the sequel trilogy. You had potential for them, but it was squandered by bad story. You know, it wasn't like you had the potential for incredible villains. Who do you, who's your villain now? Like, unless you go and start pulling, like, Old Republic villains into the future, which I don't want them to do, because I want Old Republic movies to come out. 
I want a trilogy about the Old Republic. Yeah, I mean, you don't have... And the old Thousand Sith. You don't have the Separatists. You don't have the Sith to pull from. Yeah. At least not that we know of. I mean, you know, the, in this universe, there's hundreds of millions of planets mm-hmm. scattered across it, universes, multiple universes. Yeah. You know, who's to say that during the thousand-year Sith War that Sith didn't expand to the Outer Rim and the Outer Reaches and, and they hide did. there? I, I think they did. It's just... We don't know which ones. We don't know, like, and that's fine because it kind of leaves the ability to tell a story, a, a original story, about them. And it's it's just it's really hard. like for me the problem with Star Wars for the most part is you in recent times it's lackluster villains. Like a great villain was Moff Gideon. He played a great villainous role. The music when he first shows up that that suspenseful like. I don't even know the, the the instrument, but it's like an eerie, like squeaky guitar-y violin type sound. It's it's eerie as hell, and and the way he speaks, and his motives are what drives the character. And then you find out, you know, that he's just this coward who's scared of Luke at the end of, at the end of season two, and you're like, damn, Luke really is a badass. Yeah, and where does you know uh, that leaves you a lot open interpretation? You know, where does Moff Gideon go? Who takes him? What happens to him? Yeah, is it, I'm I'm kind of wondering about that. Like, who took him? Did did we know Din didn't take him, and we know Luke didn't take him either. So it had to be either Bo-Katan to Mandalore, or wherever she resides, or Gina Carano's character took him to the, to New, the Republic. New Republic, which she's kind of on sketchy terms with anyway. Or no, she, I guess she's not. She, that would have been mended by that point. But it's just really confusing. Like, what do they do with that character? Because you just, like, throw him in a jail cell for the rest of his life? It's, like, really difficult. Well, yeah, we all know that's bullshit because Converna come back for season three. Right. So, obviously, he escapes somehow, some way. Yeah. Like, and uh, becomes, you know, the new big bad. But, you know, without, without the support from the Empire and without, you know, I guess his random garrisons of stormtroopers. That he pulls from his ass, by the way. You know, there's there's nothing there for him, and, and and it makes it seem like they could tie in like Snoke, and like have Snoke be like his boss without him obviously knowing that it's Sidious, which might make Snoke a stronger villain. And when you rewatch the sequels, he might be stronger because you know that he was doing this huge string pulling behind the scenes. But then, do you just turn what was the remnant of Empire? To the first order because it's not what we know happens. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of potential too. I mean, you got uh, you know, I, I reference this all every episode because it's just such a cool concept and we still haven't seen it on the big screen yet outside of bits and pieces in episode seven. But the Battle of Jakku doesn't happen for a couple of years after the destruction of the second Death Star. Yeah, we should have we we should be seeing. I don't how many do you know how many years it is? I think it's three years after the fall of the Death Star. So it would have already happened, and, and we've skipped over that. Yeah. Um, but I, no, like, yeah, it's it's because it, it's it's a concept that I would I think you you would have liked we have to, have to seen. dive into it. Yeah. You know, it's um, because it would tie in kind of why Ray feels the way she does, why the planet is the way it is, why the culture on Jakku is the way it is. It's really just so many missed opportunities. In 
the sequel trilogy and in other expanded content that we've got to tell these stories and maybe even an original show about that battle or about, you know, that time period. We just... Oh, God. Oh. So... Excuse me. So the Battle of Jakku happens 5 ABY. Okay, so it's right now. It's literally right now. It should be happening. Yeah. Uh, ironically, uh, Ben Solo is also born in this year, that year. Right, like we should see these things. Please, Disney, show us these things. I mean, it could be something we, it gets led into. You know, the, maybe Mandalorian helps turn the Battle of Jakku. You know, it, it's... Maybe Grogu is out there and just like pulls a Star Destroyer out of the sky. Just, you know what I mean? Pulls the Ravager out of the sky. Yeah, that'd be the last Super Star awesome. Destroyer that we'll probably ever see. Before we get dreadnoughts that get destroyed by a single bomber. Right, and <sighs> dreadnoughts. <laughs> I wish you guys could see my face right now. I'm so pissed off. It's just, man, it's like The Mandalorian is a show where there's so much potential to do a lot. And it's been so incredible up until this point, right, between season one and season two, and basically season three in Book of Boba Fett. It's been so incredible that the story that he's been on, and it's been so enticing to continue watching. We're co- my biggest hope, you asked for my, my, my biggest, like, what do I want to see? I just don't want to see them mess it up. That's what I don't want. I don't That's want fair. them to mess the story up. Because Disney, with Star Wars, has been known to mess the story up. And I really am hoping they don't do that. Because the Mando does not deserve that. You know, now that I'm kind of thinking about it, though, how would Mando... Even get involved in the Battle of Jakku. Yeah, I, when you said I was kind of like, I don't know, like maybe like Gurga just like, eh, you know what I mean? But I, yeah, I mean, how would he? I mean, unless he's just like flying by, you know, just going on a cruise, you know what I mean? Like just going on a cruise in, in his, his Naboo Starfighter. Oh, oh was, there's a battle. Let me let me jump in on this. Was Moff Gideon confirmed to be there? I don't think so. Maybe maybe he is. I don't think so though. But like. But you know what? You, now I think about it. You mentioned in the last episode, or maybe it was a sequels episode. It was one of these episodes. You mentioned Operation Cinder, yes. and we do know one character confirmed who was there. Bill Burr, the comedian Bill Burr, when he played the uh, stormtrooper in Mando season two, he was there. He went against orders during that operation. So that's our outlet. If we want to see Operation Cinder on the big screen, that's our in right there. Yeah, I mean, there, Bill there, was Burr. A, there was a lot to Operation Cinder too. You know, the obviously, the, you know, trying to and we have characters from Battlefront Two that we can also take and put them into live action. Iden Vasario, dude. Like, I, I would love to see Iden. I would love to see Iden on the big screen. We get Ida, and even Luke shows up in that fucking game at the end of the campaign. Yeah, he uh, the he, epilogue or whatever. He um, saves the one dude. Yeah, he saves the one guy raiding Palpatine's one of Palpatine's secret holds on an off-world yeah, planet. The vault, yeah. Like, there's just imagine to see tie it these, in. Yeah, seeing these in the big screen. Tie this know? shit in, man. Because please. we we know Mark Hamill's coming back. We know pump it into my veins. We we know there's a lot of characters coming back. So you have so many different storylines that you can go down, you can revisit, and things that people don't even know. Like, if you never played Star Wars Battlefront 2, you have no idea what Operation Cinder is. Yeah, you have no. no idea who Ida Viserio is. You don't know what, any half of stuff we're talking about. So, if you haven't played the game, go play, just play the campaign. Fuck the multiplayer. Play yeah. the campaign. It gives you a lot of insight on what happens after um, the Death Star 2 gets destroyed. And it's all canon. It's all the, canon. The very first mission 
is you're on Endor hunting down the rebels that are trying to destroy the uh, shield generator for this Death Star. Yeah. So, like, there it's just so cool. There's so much there you there can play with. There is a lot. It, it's a honestly, it, it felt like a short story. Like the like, it's not a long campaign, which is good. Unless you have the DLC, then it unlocks. Um, I don't know if I had. It that. unlocks her for the First Order item, Serio. It's, it's, oh, it, I played that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, which is also canon. So yeah, I think it, I played that. Yeah, no, I definitely did. I think, I think I did. I'm not gonna say it, definitely. Because I didn't. I didn't participate in the Battle of Jakku. She was uh, paramount. Oh yeah, my game froze down, during that point. Yeah, taking down some of the star destroyers overlooking their base of operations. Yeah, my game froze during that point, and it froze up. My computer froze up and crashed. Yeah. <laughs> Where her, not where her dad sacrificed himself on the Star Destroyer to make sure the Empire lost. Yeah. He, you know, it was, it, like I said, there's a lot there. And that's what I said. Like, and that maybe that's our tie. Maybe Mando meets back up with Bill Burr, and together they go meet up with Aiden, and they go and they participate in the Battle of Jakku. Definitely possible. I would love it. That it would, would be, be It would be pretty sick. When did, when did Battlefront 2 come out? Battlefront 2? Oh, 17? Boy. It's been a few years, yeah. 2017? That's early, it's too early for Mando. That Mando wasn't even con- conceived. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but... But he's still tied if he, in. If he wasn't in the game, yeah, he can be. You still tie that <laughs> shit in, man. Battlefront be. 3! But no, I mean, there's just so much, like... My biggest hope... There's so much that they can do. My biggest hope is that they don't screw it up. That's all I care. That's all I really care is don't screw it up. Keep the magic that Mando has created running for as long as you can. Could you? Uh, here's the thing, though. Right? I, I keep thinking about it. Imagine seeing a full battle just live on screen. A live action Star Wars battle of that scale. You know, you only get it a few times. Yeah, I was going to say, we got a we got a couple. You like, get it very briefly in the start of episode three. I was just about to, I was, that's the battle it, I was just about to you say. You get it very briefly in Rogue One. And you get it very briefly again in uh, Attack of the Clones. Full scale, live action battles that don't involve lightsabers and people doing back crazy ass backflips. Just blasters and tactics. You get partially in episode four. Episode, I guess. The trench run, the trench run, and I guess episode five as well. And the episode the, the, uh, the beginning, ready beginning with Hoth. Yeah, where you just see Vader just, but that wasn't even like strategic. He just like steamrolled the fucking rebels and forced them to retreat. This is true. Like he pretty much just marched on and just steamrolled them. But you do see the tactics on Endor, but it's like a small, it's like a skirm, it's like a small battle. At least yeah, on the I'm, ground. I'm, I'm talking about this is like a, like a full scale. Like this was a full scale battle. I'm talking there was multiple star destroyers, a super star destroyer. Yeah. Um, majority of the uh, rebellion fleet was there. Yeah. The only time you really see a battle where like you kind of visually Hux was, Hux was there. The only battle I visually go wow every time I see it is Episode Three, when they're very beginning they come up they fly and they're fighting over Coruscant. They tumble over the the side of the ship <coughs> onto the top, and you just see hundreds of fighters and and a t- like tens of uh. What are they? Venatar, Star. I don't even know their classification. They're they're the booty cheek star destroyers. The, the, they're, they're yeah, they're wannabe star destroyers. The Republic star destroyers, basically. They're Imperial cruisers. <coughs> Yo, I got something stuck in my throat. <coughs> but yeah, you see these things, and you're just like, wow, that's awesome. And uh, 
That's the scene that visually I go, wow, every time I see it. No matter how many times I've seen the movie, I've seen the movie probably 50 to 100 times. And every time I see it, I go, holy shit, that looks awesome. And maybe it's the Coruscant background. Now, now imagine like three episodes of that, because that's how long the Battle of Jakku would take. Dude, it would be incredible. Three episodes, one hour long each. I, w- I would be ecstatic if we got that. And considering their, their budget's like $20 million an episode, they can do it. Dude, it's ridiculous how much money they have. It's ridiculous. $20 million an episode? She. And like, dude, and now they have so much potential with, with the stuff that they can do with both CGI, the volume, uh, just hey, so much. Hey, Disney, if you're listening, me and Jason would love to come <laughs> and write some episodes for you guys. Dude, because would, we we're, we're throwing you guys million-dollar ideas here. And you guys are just you guys are just poo pooing it right now. So Dude, hire us. Seriously, we could we could give you some good shit. I have nothing but free time. I got you. If I got a call from Disney, I would literally put leave in my job. I text my boss and be like, "Listen, it ain't happening. I'm out." I'm not saying I'll be rich, but I'm be like, "Yo, I need to go on leave. Like, I need like two weeks, dude." Here's the thing: I, I write one episode. That's like two hundred thousand in my bank. I don't gotta work for at least three years. I don't know about that. I don't know if I'd do all that. Write one episode at two hundred grand a piece. Well, I'm not saying I wouldn't write the episode. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm going to keep working for those three years and stack my bread. Well, I was just saying hypothetically, you could stop. You working. could. You could. But if I'm getting another episode, I would. But uh, we're going to head to our second commercial break here, and we'll be back with you guys in a minute. All right, guys, and we're uh, we're back from break here. Um, so Jason, yes, tell me. Okay. Right. Who would voice that Grogu? Who? I'm not great at knowing voice actors, right? Or even actors in that, in that case. Um, <clears throat> but like, you got to think, what noises has he made to this point, right? What, what kind of tone are we looking for? Well, I'm, I'm, he's, I got about four squeaks and like a, a goo. All right. Kay. Yeah, that's great. So, but he's grown a lot as a character since then. He has, but and that's why I'm thinking: Do we give him like the um, the Gru treatment, like um, you know, something not not really Gru. I think that's a bad, like from Despicable, Despicable Man. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a bad, probably a bad one there. Um, trying to trying to think like who would be who would be a good voice actor for him. I feel like the only character who we know of like in modern. Cinema who <clears throat> doesn't really talk but is very adorable is Groot, but you can't put Vin Diesel behind both of those characters. You just can't. No, can't do Vin Diesel. Um, maybe like a Jenny Ortega. Yeah, she voices. Um, she. Vo- oh, I think I just saw a picture she, of her. Somewhere. She voices. She's a young girl. She voices uh, the one. Um, the one girl from Camp Cretaceous. Um, oh, I've never, Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, I've never seen it, but so, but she she can pull off from what I've heard. She can pull off uh, like a pretty decent like a nice male range. kid accent. So, because I mean she 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 puts up like a like the perky snobby girl okay. in Camp Cretaceous. So I think you know she could probably pull that off. Yeah, like I don't... Jenny Ortega or um, I think you want to stay away from the male actors. Because uh, Grogu's for young, yeah, yeah. Because Grogu's voice isn't going to be deep off the rip. Yeah, I don't think they go deep off the rip. It's just it's difficult. Like maybe I don't know. It's hard because like there's a couple ways they could go about having him talk. You can just have him straight up talk, 
Or you can kind of take a dive. Maybe Luke looks into his mind and you kind of go with Luke in a perspective kind of thing. Like you're in Luke's POV inside of his mind, kind of searching through memories. And maybe in there, it's a different voice. Maybe there, it's like, a, like an actual, like, what Grogu hears himself as. You could do that. His That's th- definitely his an thinking option. voice. And then when he talks, it's a whole different voice. You could definitely pull that off. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if they went the Jaku route at the end of the battle, you know, Din and Jogu have like a kind of intimate moment, and that's when Grogu first speaks, maybe at the end of season three. You know, because you'd have to lead up to Jaku. You couldn't just lead off with it. You know, so there, there would be too much of a, of like a, what the, what the fuck were you thinking going from that to this? It's like, well, but here's, I think what's even more important than who voices him, what are his first words? Does big, he give us this big is the daddy way? Din. Does he give us this is the way? You know what I mean? He saves that, Gro- that'd be pretty he cool. He saves Din's life, right? So Din's like dying somehow of a gunshot wound. And you see you see Grogu just like touch him on the arm and heal him. He's like, This is the way. Like, bro. Kidding me? I I'm pretty sure I'd jump out of my chair and be like, Oh bro, I I would lose my mind. But like but like you gotta find I would have to wa- go back and watch the other seasons to like find like what are the first couple things that he said about Grogu or like to Grogu. And you got to pull something meaningful and, like, really just dig it in there and be like, damn, that shit hits. Yeah. You, you need a tearjerker, I feel like, for the first words. Yeah, I mean, I'm something along those lines. You need a tearjerker or just pure excitement. But I think kind of, like, that's why I let off with this, but, like, that's what I want to see in Season 3. I want to see Grogu speak. Um, yeah, because you can only do so much with a character who doesn't speak. And then, obviously, like, add some ties in to, like, Cinder and... Like Jaku, just something to kind of like tie those storylines up or introduce them because they're they're too important in the universe to not. Yeah, especially involve with, especially with Jaku being the home of your main protagonist of the sequels, and it's where where you see Hux get away with the beginning of the First Order. Yeah, and genocide of all kinds. <laughs> I mean, the attempted genocide. Yes. Well, yeah, attempted. They were I trying guess. to blow up the core reactor of the planet, which would have killed. All of the rebellion, all the empire, one shot. It was actually a really interesting plan by Palpatine. Kudos to you for thinking of ways to kill billions of people at the same time. Again, again. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's why I think Jakku is important. I think you know Mando or Ahsoka or Book of Boba Fett would be a way for you to tie that in, see that, put that on the big screen, and then that'll allow you to kind of tie future more into the sequel trilogy. Because you know, like I said, nobody knows where. As far as everyone's aware, the Empire died at the end of Episode 6. Yeah. You know, nobody knows that... The Remnant is still alive. Yeah, how, like how the Force Order came to be. You know, yeah. why the Stormtroopers look almost exactly the same. Yeah. All white. Uh, bubbly helmets. Uh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Funny how that works it's out. It's like... I, I just feel like in this Star, in this Star Wars Mando-verse that Filoni and Favreau are building... We're kind of inching towards... They're just trying to tie everything together. Kind of like what they did with Marvel. Like what Favreau did with Marvel. I think they're just trying to tie everything together. Which, there's, a, again, a lot of ways you can do it. If you want to tie together into the sequels, you use Jakku. If you want to tie into Rebels... Well, they, they, I mean, they already said they're not going to retcon the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Which, they should. I think. But. I think that's kind of... I think it's a half truth. I think it's a half truth. I think they're going to find a way to, to retcon it because there is a great way to do it. 
a, a, a way that wouldn't. Oh, oh, listen, I'm, you know me. I'm all ears. Go ahead, hit me. It wouldn't destroy canon. It would work. It would be controversial, but it would work. So in Rebels, Filoni created something called the World Between Worlds, where Ezra, whether, I don't know if it was just from Ezra and Sabine's whatever, it was on this planet where there was like this super huge force connection, and they were able to travel into the World Between Worlds, and basically it's, a, it's, a, it's where the cosmic force materializes essentially. And there's like huge moments in the force that are shown in these portals. And in one of these portals, you go to Ezra pulling Ahsoka out of the fight against Vader. So she fights Vader and she, well what we know in the story she dies. Well, he goes into the world between worlds and he actually pulls her out and saves her from death by Vader's hand. Which is why she's still alive during the time of Mando. So, if you wanted to, you could retcon the sequels by using the world between worlds and say that, oh, well, it changed the timeline. You know, it branched the timeline, right? So, when they went into the world between worlds and Ezra pulled Ahsoka out, that created the timeline of Mando that we're in, right? Where everything happens the same up until Mando, or up until, like, I guess, like, Ahsoka decides not to intervene in the originals and steps to the side, and they were in this timeline we're in now. And in this timeline, maybe the sequels don't turn out the same way because of Ahsoka training Grogu and Luke training Grogu, and they were going to create the temple, but Grogu's there, stops Ben, problem solved, no more sequels, right? But in the version where Ahsoka dies at Vader's hand, you get a whole, you get the sequel version. Where, where it happens with the sequels happens with the sequels. I think that's a way that they could do it, and I would love every second of it if they did it. You just gave me an absolute mindfuck, but I'm completely okay with it because it's hard to follow because, like, in no, my no, head, no, no, it no, makes no. sense. It, 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 no, because after you listen, after you listen, you kind of talk about it. It does make sense, and I mean, <sighs> if it's something that could, I mean, because we all know that the sequel trilogies divided the Star Wars fan base. In half. And I think the best thing for Disney to do is to actually lean into that division. Instead of trying to bring us all back together, lean into it, right? Lean into the division. The people who want to love the sequels, let them love the sequels. Let them love the universe that the sequels are in. But give us a branched universe where Mando lives, where there is no sequels. And that's where you see the Ezra Thrawn story, all the stuff like that. Well, you'll still get... The sequel trilogy, just a different version of it. Exactly. You get, and the, maybe that's where the new Ryan Johnson trilogy takes place. Yeah, because the the First Order is still going to exist if they don't essentially retcon the Battle of Jakku, which they're not going to do because it's now involved in too many things. But more brain blasts are happening. But maybe in this version, Mando interferes into the Battle of Jakku and stops Hux from getting away, in turn, stopping the First Order from being created. And the sequels never happen. The First and Order and never allows, happens. And that allows us to have a, a different sequel trilogy with a different With Grogu and Luke not being Luke in the sequels. 
We get Luke and Grogu creating the Jedi Order. Ben doesn't turn bad. Because he's literally seen his grandfather do the same thing. He literally watched Anakin turn from the innocent nine-year-old boy who went through a lifetime of trauma in nine years to Vader. Then we get double saber-sided Rey. Dude, that would be good, sick. And, and good Ben and Solo. It, yeah, and instead of and instead of Snoke or Sidious going for Ben because realizing I'm not getting to him, she goes for Ray, and then we get that version of Ray that we saw. Dude, it would be sick. It would be sick. And oh, in this God. version, in this version, we don't need to have this giant empire. It can literally just be about the Force, the Sith, and the Jedi. There is no underlying other themes and anything to get in the way of just the story that needs to be told. And in I, that I way, the Skywalkers are still good for the story. It doesn't make the Skywalkers bad. I can get jiggy with it. The Palpatines can be bad, dark side Sith users, and the Skywalkers can end up being Jedi. Like, dude, imagine watching Rey with a double-bladed sa double saber going up against Grogu, Luke, and Ben all at once. You make her badass, right? So you already save her character for making her badass. You make Ben light side, which, not that he didn't play a good, bad, a good villain, because he played an incredible villain. He just had shitty story to work with. Oh, yeah. But then you also get badass Luke, which we've wanted at an older age, and we get to see Grogu fight with a lightsaber. Like, Kylo, Kylo Ren's timeline was just fantastic. It was great. It was just such a shitty story behind it. And he played it so well. He, he did. so well. He's a great actor. Yeah. Why would he not play it well? I mean, branch the universe, Filoni. Like, what, 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 I mean, would Daisy Ridley and you know, Adam Driver want to come back, though? I know John Boyega's already out. He yeah, said he like, said he's no. He's out. He, said he, he basically said hell no. He That's said fine. that character's done. I feel bad for him, man. I, I, I mean, from Finn, his perspective, I like, get it. Finn was super cool character. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like, going into episode seven, I was like, bet. I was like, we have we have a we have an African American who is playing a, a in the because remember in the in the poster he's holding a lightsaber. So you're like, holy shit, he's a Jedi. First thing that came to my mind, Mace Windu's grandson. And then you obviously Dude, have which genius, it, which it's it's. It's still possible because he was taken away from his parents at a young age. Exactly, bro. Imagine so. Mace. Mace saves Grogu, right? Ends up having a life of his own. Dies a peaceful death, right? Grogu ends up like something happens, right? First, bro, <laughs> holy brain blast. I just, oh my God, this just all came together, right? Mace has kids, right? He has kids. He, he takes Grogu from the temple, right? He goes, he marries, he has kids, he lives a peaceful life, maybe training Grogu, maybe not, whatever. And then he dies peacefully. The stormtroopers, or I guess First Order, he was protecting this village, right? They couldn't touch the village because he was protecting it. When he dies peacefully, he, the First Order come, they raid the village, they take Finn, who is Mace's... Either son or grandson or whatever, right? And they take him. They leave Grogu because Grogu is like in his like little trapped cradle thing, or maybe he's like hidden in the basement somewhere or something like that. And they kill Finn's parents, who were Mace's kids or Mace's wife or whatever, right? And then, so that's how Finn becomes a stormtrooper. His his line is now tied up. Grogu is left there. These ravaging people, whatever, come and take Grogu. Grogu is then. 
lives whatever life he lives until Mando finds him at the beginning of Mando. And boom, now you've got Grogu's way from the Jedi Temple all the way until Mando tied up. You don't got to think about his story because it's right there. And you got Finn's life story right there as well. Boom, you don't you now you know how he was taken. You know who his parents were and you know why he was so capable in using a lightsaber at the beginning of episode 7 or at the end of episode 7. I think that would make sense. I mean, dude, and that's and if you want to branch the timeline, make Finn a Jedi too, bro. Cuz I, I you tell John Boyega, "Yo, dude, you you're, you're going to be a Jedi this time around." He will come back. Oh yeah. We're going to retcon your entire storyline and make and you a brand Jedi. new trilogy, make you a Jedi, make you Mace's Absolutely. grandson, dude. Are you kidding me? Because even he was hyped when they started speculating and asking questions about it. Like, Do you think you're Mace Windu's like kid or whatever? And he was like, I hope so. Like, he was hyped as shit for that because he's a be, he was a fan. That. that would be awesome because then you can they could just give us more because Mace wants to come back. Oh, he yeah. wants to come back. Give us Mace, please, dude. And it makes sense because I mean. Samuel Jackson's like in his 70s right now. So it, it would fit. 100%. It would fit perfectly. But then you got to kind of question why is he not stop the Empire? Why is he not help him out? Maybe he's just disillusioned. I mean, he got to the point where Yoda was, where he's like, I need to go in exile. Yeah, I mean, he's, his power is gone, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Jedi Order is collapsed. They're yeah. all gone. And Mace was capable, but he was not that capable. <laughs> he couldn't do it all himself. No, no, obviously not. I mean, he could have beat Vader or Sidious again in, in hand-to-hand combat. Like, the only reason the, the uh, Empire lost was because of the help of the Rebellion. Yeah. I mean, Luke, I mean, sure, you could say Luke did it single-handedly, but, you know, if, um, you know, the entire Red Squadron and a bunch of support fleets wasn't, wasn't backing him up, he was never making it to that, that, that run. Yeah, no, he wasn't. So. It's just, dude, mm. Mm. But... Holy shit. Branch the timeline. Please, Filoni, Fabro, branch the damn timeline. Give us what we want. We want new sequels. Give it to us. And you can do it all with Mando and Ahsoka. Right there. Oh, there's, there's a... And then, I mean, you could even tie in the uh, Andor show if you wanted to. In some well. way, yeah. Give us Mace I mean, in the Andor be, show. That's going to be multiple seasons, so... Dude, give us Mace in the Andor show rescuing Grogu. That's something that, I, whether they branch the timeline or not, I want that to happen. I want Mace to be the one who rescued Because Grogu. now that they can digitally de-age everybody, yeah. you think Samuel Jackson won't come back and do it? And he already doesn't look that much older. No. Like, you just have to touch up some of the wrinkles, and that's about it. And a little bit of the gray. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not like he's... he's, he's yeah. like some, people, shave, some people you know? with age, they get, they get heavier, and Samuel L. looks the same as he did back then, because he was old then, too. He was like in his 50s then, too. Yeah, no, you're right. He was a good 50. He looked, you know, he looked like he was a good 50, but still. I think, I think they have to do it. I think they have to. Yeah, I think, I think so too, my friend. Give us what we want. But I think, I think we've come to the end. I, I believe so, sir. After that technical difficulties, I'm a little <laughs> like shot out now. I'm like, damn. Well, Jay, I do appreciate you bringing me on for As another always, episode. Dude. You know, let's, uh, you know, next episode, guys, we're going to have a, Kind of a little bit of a mixed bag for you guys, so stay tuned. Oh, mixed bag. Yeah, oh, mixed bag. Mixed, mixed bag. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mixed bag. Um, but yeah, anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, shout out to our favorite sponsor, our production company, Colormatic Studios. 
They help us produce every one of these episodes, get them edited up and uh, released to you guys. And uh, yeah, man, you guys are listening to the Anything and Everything podcast. You have any final words here, my buddy? Giganotosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's why I lead off with all my sound checks. But no, I uh, just appreciate you having me. You know, looking forward to what uh, season three is going to bring, and obviously the a lot of content we have in the next few weeks with uh, Andor and Ahsoka next out. year. Ooh. So. Indoor, but, uh, dude, only a couple weeks now. Two weeks. You, you'll hear from us again next week. We'll have some uh, fresh content for you guys, so uh, stay tuned. Yeah, man, I can't wait to get back uh, again next week. And uh, I don't know exactly when these episodes are going to release. I still kind of ironing that out. Um, but we're trying to go shoot for weekly episodes. So if you're still listening to this point, uh, stay tuned. If you have anything you want to say to us, leave it in the voice messages. If you're using Anchor, if you don't have Anchor, go ahead, download the app, and you can leave a voice message on our episode so that you can be featured in the next episode with any of your questions or responses to what we talked about today. That is it for the Anything and Everything podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out.